المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويصل لي أمري وحل لقطة من لساني يفقه قولي أبعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our creator, our designer, the creator of the universe and everything that it contains Our sustainer and our nourisher, our protector And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger Muhammad the son of Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam My brothers and sisters, I hope that you and your family are in a state of peace and tranquility and health and iman. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. My brothers and sisters, today we live in a world of planning. For example, this week there has been lots of discussion about the plan for reopening of schools, something that we normally don't discuss but need to do so this year due to the pandemic. And then, of course, even when there is no pandemic, there are many other kinds of planning that occur. There's strategic planning, financial planning, succession planning, funeral planning, trip planning, business planning, just to name a few. And planning is, you know, generally a good thing. However, as anyone with experience will tell you, not everything always goes according to plan. In fact, a good plan actually takes this possibility into account. The possibility that the very plan that is being prepared or that has been prepared may not actually be able to be followed. Likewise, not everything that we wish for or even pray for happens exactly the way we want it to happen. Because the reality is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a plan for each of us. So, you know, we as human beings try to use our intellect that Allah has given us. We try to use our senses. We try to use the tools that Allah has given us. So we try to use everything at our disposal to try to plan for the best. But the reality is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually has a plan for each of us. And that plan that Allah has takes into account our free will and the choices that we make. Right? So the choices that we choose to make and the, the limited free will that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, Allah's plan takes all of that into account. Now since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing, He knows what each person will choose and decide. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge is limitless. There's no limit to Allah's knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows absolutely everything and anything that exists. In the depths of the, whether it's in the depths of the ocean, you know, in the loneliness of the forest, uh, in, the, in the depths of our thoughts, of our conscience, of our feelings, you know, every single thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of it. There is nothing that can be hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So since Allah is all-knowing, he knows what each person will choose and decide. Even before we make the choice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is already aware, already knows what we are actually going to choose. But that choice is going to come from us. We are going to make that choice. We are going to exercise the limited free will that Allah has given us. We will use our intellect or based on our emotions and the different faculties Allah has given us. We make the choice. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is already aware of the choice that we're going to make. What follows our decisions and choices though is not in our control. It is in Allah's control. Okay, so we make the decision, we make the choice for which we are held accountable. And 
the results though are in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we make the effort, we plan and we make the effort, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivers the results. And this should always be clear. School starts and uh, you know, whether it's at work or in business or or competitions or sports, athletics, you know, whichever area we're in, in which we find ourselves being successful or we find success uh, in front of us, that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to, to, to grant us that result. It is not due to our efforts. We make the efforts. Many people make efforts for many different things, perhaps even more than those who are actually successful. But they meet what appears to be failure. There are businesses and people who have made tremendous efforts, tremendous investment, but they end up in failure, right? Perhaps even more effort and more investment than other businesses that actually end up being successful, right? Similarly with studies, perhaps there's a student who works very, very hard, more harder than others, more effort than other students who are succeeding, but perhaps this student ends up in failure in that particular course or in that particular area. So we make the effort but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivers the results. So essentially, many aspects of our lives are decided for us. So for example, our birth, we didn't have a choice. Right? When we die, it's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided. Sometimes we think, human beings think, that we have the ability to choose the time of our death or that, you know, um, God forbid, we can take our own lives, something which is forbidden. But yet, there are so many people who try to do that, but they actually don't end up dying. Right? So... Our birth, our death, um, the illnesses that we're going to get, the sustenance, the provisions that we are going to enjoy, our successes, our failures, these are all things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided. Some are based on our choices or are, are a consequence of our choices. So we make certain choices and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then, then gives us uh, the, the result that we deserved uh, or that um, you know we, we perhaps were expecting. If we weren't expecting it, Perhaps it was the one that we deserved or that was better for us at that point. Uh, and others uh, are, are put upon us regardless of our choices. right? So some are as a result of our choices. Others, regardless of our choice, we still get what Allah has decided. So when our plan matches with Allah's plan, things happen and we appear to be successful. Okay, so we make an effort, we plan something, we make an effort, uh, we exert ourselves we move towards doing something, and if it ends up being uh, successful, it's because it matched with Allah's plan. And when our plan doesn't match with Allah's plan, then we appear to fail. So we make an effort, we try our best, you know, we do certain things, we make choices, but it doesn't end up with the result that we wanted because it didn't match with Allah's plan. We must remember though, my brothers and sisters, that life is a test. And our responsibility is to respond in the best possible manner at any given moment. Or I should say at every given moment. So at every moment, the question is, what is the best thing that I can be doing at this time? Which is the most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the most beneficial. At times, what we want will happen. But it may not be good for us. So perhaps, you know, we really want to marry someone. Happens a lot, especially to young people. You know, really want to marry someone. You really feel like they're, they're the best person for you. Everything seems to be going well. Um, and sometimes it actually happens. We force it. You know, we, we hustle. We force our way through and we make it happen. Or, you know, we exert ourselves so much. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it happen that perhaps it wasn't actually good for us. Or, you know, 
um, perhaps it's a job that we really feel like we deserve or that we want, we desire, it's a position, but maybe it's not actually good for us in the long run. Or perhaps it's a trip or a move. So it could be really any major decision. What we want may not happen and may actually be good for us, right? So sometimes we covet things and we want things that are, are actually going to be, end up you know, being bad for us. And sometimes um, uh, you know, um, those things happen and they end up being bad for us. Or sometimes you know, we want them to happen and they don't end up happening despite our best efforts. And it may turn out that that was actually for our own benefit. Now, what we don't want may also happen, and it might be good for us. So nobody, you know, wants to lose their job, but perhaps there is some hidden hidden benefit that we are not able to see, or perhaps there's a sudden calamity. Of course, nobody wants to be, you know, put through that trial or have to go through that uh, that that trial, that pain, that suffering, whatever it entails. But perhaps it might actually be better for us. Now, why does this happen? Why does this happen to us? Because our knowledge is of no match to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in the Quran, Asa an takrahu shay'an wa huwa khayrun lakum, wa asa an tuhibbu shay'an wa huwa sharrun lakum. Perhaps you dislike something, which is good for you. And perhaps you like something, which is bad for you. Wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun. Allah knows and you do not know. So this verse clearly tells us, my brothers and sisters, that our likes and our dislikes cannot be the, the, the yardstick with which, or, the, or you know, the, the measurement with which we, we judge something to be good for us or bad for us, right? And we can't base it on our feelings, right? We can't base it on our feelings. Yes, we try to base it on our intellect and our senses and the, using the tools that Allah has given us. But at the end of the day, ultimately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who knows what is actually good for us. And, you know, this concept has been beautifully demonstrated in the story of Khadr and Musa السلام, in Surah Al-Kahf, you know, a surah that we are encouraged to recite on Fridays, um, you know, or if not the whole surah, then the beginning first 10 verses or the last 10 verses. Um, so this concept is beautifully demonstrated in Surah Al-Kahf, in which Khadr did acts which were apparently wrong and unjust, right? Like the things that he did were unjust, uh, or they appeared to be wrong and unjust, but there was a reason for each one that had to do with the future. So each act that he did with Musa السلام, watching and Musa السلام, getting upset because what was happening or what he, what Khadr was doing was, uh, you know, was seemingly wrong and unjust. And Musa السلام, rightfully was getting upset that, you know, why are you doing these things? Um, so each one, though, had to do with the future, which only Allah knows about. Except in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Khadr this knowledge about each case and commanded him to do those acts. So normally, if a person were to do such unjust acts, um, causing destruction, you know, injuring, hurting, killing people, of course, those types of things in normal circumstances will be considered to be unjust and wrong. But here there was a very profound reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had guided and commanded um, Khadr السلام, to act upon these, uh, on this and to behave in, in such a way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had commanded him because of course there's a lesson to be taught here. And what it shows us is Wallahu antum la ta'alamun, you know, indeed Allah knows and we don't know what is ahead. Right? We don't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who knows the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how you know our destiny, our fate will twist and turn and where our our you know life and our qadr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided will take us and what types of things will come upon us, uh, how things may change for us. 
perhaps uh, substantially and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to change them for us always for the better and that he protects us from all types of trials and tribulations I mean Ya Rabbil Alameen now when something happens that goes against the person's wishes the natural reaction is to be upset to get upset we get disappointed perhaps we may even become despondent and we may lose hope and we may lose motivation now as believers though we are taught to have a positive outlook no matter the situation this is easier said than done and i realize that right because when you're feeling down when things are really not going your way it, it become it's natural to actually you know feel like losing hope and becoming despondent and to lose motivation but we are taught that we we need to fight those feelings those emotions and try to find uh, the silver lining try to find uh, something positive and always try to have a positive outlook no matter the situation and a few things to consider that can help us do that inshallah so first of all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hakim he is all wise is al-alim all-knowing Allah is capable of doing everything right so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is much much more wiser than us our wisdom is nothing compared to the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing our knowledge is absolutely nothing is minute um, is a little speck compared to or not even compared to the complete knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah's capability to do everything that he wishes is much much more greater is absolutely no match to our you know little bit of free will and little bit of power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us what we should say قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Allah says, say, nothing will happen to us except what Allah, what Allah has decreed for us. He is our protector. And on Allah, let the believers put their trust. Okay, so this is the attitude of the believer. This is how the believer should be thinking and should be living their lives, believing that nothing, you know, believing with certainty with, with with firm belief that nothing will happen except what Allah has decreed and he is actually our protector and on Allah let the believers put their trust so our complete trust is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that everything that's going to happen to us is going to be what has been decreed for us whatever has decreed has been decreed for us will come to us nothing can change it Whatever uh, has not been decreed for us will not come to us. Whatever misses us will miss us because it was decreed for us. Whatever hits us or comes to us is because it was decreed to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ultimately protect us. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also, of course, famously said, That wondrous is the affair of the believer. For there is good for the believer in every matter. In every matter, in amrahu kullahu khair. That every matter there is good for the believer. And this is for, uh, and, and this is not the case except, uh, or this is not the case for anyone except for the believer. And the Prophet ﷺ then went on and said that in asabatu sarra shakara fakana khairallah. That if he is happy, if the believer is happy, he or she. Then he thanks Allah and thus there is good for him. So there is goodness and, and having goodness come to us and responding to that goodness with gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is good for us. So we must be grateful for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if he is harmed, right? If 
there's harm that comes to him. Then he shows patience, and thus there is good for him. So sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us so that we respond with gratefulness, and that response of ours to the, great, to the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be good for us. And similarly, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us through hardships and harm, and what is the response that Allah is expecting? Patience, and when we respond with patience, with sabr, with perseverance, then that is also good for us as well. The Prophet ﷺ also said, and you know, this is a beautiful hadith, uh, which we've discussed before, but it's always good to have reminders that, uh, you know, because it's very powerful, right? It gives us so much hope that مَا يُصِيبُ الْمُسْلِمَ مِن نَصَبٍ وَلَا وَصَبٍ وَلَا هَمٍ وَلَا حُزْنٍ وَلَا أَذًا وَلَا غَمٍ Right? SubhanAllah, the Prophet ﷺ went through so many different types of trials and hardships. No fatigue, nor disease, um, nor sorrow, nor sadness, nor hurt, nor distress befalls a Muslim that even the pricking of a thorn except what will happen but that Allah expiates some of his sins for that right? so this is very very powerful that every single difficulty or hardship that we go through even if it's stress even if it's anxiety, if it's fatigue, if it's being hurt, if it's sadness, if it's distress, if it's even a prick of a thorn, uh, you know, the pricking of a thorn, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be expiating some of our sins for that. So there's always something in return for any hardship that we go through. And of course, as uh, we learn uh, in, uh, in the Quran as well, uh, in Surah Al-Inshira, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that in the ma'al usri yusra, that verily with hardship, comes ease right so either in this world there'll be ease or in the hereafter or both right so with hardship there's always some ease that has been written for us we're just not able to see it at that point so every situation that we face that is outside of our control has some goodness and some positivity in it even though we may not be able to see it we may not be able to see it but there's always some goodness and positivity in it now before we embark on doing something we should seek Allah's guidance and weigh it carefully before we embark on doing something, making a decision. We should seek Allah's guidance and weigh the matter carefully, right? So whether it's getting married, whether it's a new job, whether it's a major purchase, any major decision that we have to make, or even if it's a minor decision, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way to do it is to perform istikhara. Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu reported that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would teach us, he says, Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu an, that the, the, the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would teach us to pray for guidance in all matters just as he would teach us a chapter from the Qur'an. So this dua of istikhara, the Prophet sallallahu taught it to his companions almost like or just as he would teach a chapter of the Qur'an. It's not a part of the Qur'an, but he taught it with the same importance um, so that they would learn it. The Prophet said that when one of you has a decision, that one of you has a decision, he should perform two units, two cycles, two units of prayer other than the obligation. And then let him say, Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi ilmika wa astakhiruka bi qudratik wa asaluka min fadlika al-azim. That, O oh Allah, I seek guidance from your knowledge and power from your might 
and I ask you from your tremendous favor. فَإِنَّكَ تَقْدِرُ وَلَا أَقْدِرُ وَلْتَعْلَمُ وَلَا أَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتَ عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ Why? Verily, you have power and I do not have power. So you show, um, you know, neediness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is so important when making dua. So verily, you have power, I do not have power. And you know and I do not know. You are the knowing of the unseen. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ عَلَّامُ الْغُيُوبِ اللهم إن كنت تعلم أن هذا الأمر خير لي في ديني ومعاشي وعاقبة أمري فقدره لي ويسره لي ثم بارك لي فيه. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, make this dua that, oh Allah, if you know that this matter is good for my religion and my livelihood and my ending, then decree it for me and make it easy for me and bless me in it. وَإِن كُنْتَ تَعْلَمُ أَنَّ هَذَا الْأَمْرَ شَرٌ لِي فِي دِينِي وَمَعَاشِي وَعَاقِبَةِ أَمْرِي فَاصْرِفُ عَنِّي وَاصْرِفْنِي عَنْهُ وَاقْدُرْ لِي الْخَيْرِ حَيْثُ كَانَ ثُمَّ أَرْضِنِي And, so there was making dua for that if it is good for me, then if you know that it is good for me, for my religion and my livelihood and my ending, they decree it for me, make it easy for me, bless me in it. But if you know that this matter is evil for my religion and my livelihood, and my ending, then divert it from me and keep me away from it and decree for me what is good for me and make me content with it. SubhanAllah. Right? So such a comprehensive dua. Such a comprehensive dua where essentially we're entrusting our decision to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, declaring our neediness and our lack of uh, understanding, our lack of knowledge, especially regarding the future, and essentially asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it happen, make this matter happen for us, if it is good for us in every way, and if it is not good for us, and to divert it from us, divert it away from us, to keep us safe from it, and to instead grant us that which is better for us, and to make us content with it. Right. So it's such a beautiful, powerful dua, uh, and something that we should do uh, regularly, uh, of course, especially for major matters, but also for smaller matters or any decision that we need to make, always make this dua or at least have this, uh, you know, this sentiment, this feeling in our heart that we are turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this manner whenever we are in need of making a decision. Now, if things work out, we should be grateful and we should ascribe our success to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and continue to ask for guidance and ensure that it doesn't become a trial for us. Notice what impact the success is having on ourselves, on our thinking, our personality, our spirituality, our deen, our relations with others, especially our family members. And things, if things don't go our way, then how should we respond? Then we see it as an opportunity. Is there perhaps a hidden blessing? Is there perhaps a lesson to be learned? Is there another opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directing towards us perhaps? So it is so important that you know during challenges, um, what appears and, and what appear to be failures, that we keep our eyes, our mind, our hearts open for opportunities to learn and to bring positive change, to grow, to go into new areas and things that we haven't tried yet, of course, which are permissible. You know, So don't just shut down when you feel that things are not going your way or the way that you thought was best, but rather see it as an opportunity to learn and to bring positive change and to grow and to go into new areas and try new things which are 
permissible. Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is redirecting you in a different direction. Perhaps this is Allah's way of telling you that this, what you're trying to do, is not good for us. And that instead, you should be either content with what you have, or perhaps you should be trying something different. So these may be signals that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending you, you know, uh, and showing you things as a result of accepting your dua, uh, a means of guiding you towards what is better for you. So don't give up, but rather take it, reframe it as an opportunity for learning and for growth and for redirecting yourself. Consider that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perhaps doesn't want you to do this at this time. Maybe perhaps later, maybe this is just not the right time or perhaps not at all. Maybe there's some you know, hidden wisdom and maybe this is a blessing in disguise. You know, subhanAllah, you know, we, we often hear and again, recently, you know, there was a, a terrible plane crash in India and uh, I was reading about a person who, you know, who just missed that flight by five minutes uh, due to uh, an infraction or a ticket that he received. You know, if he had not been stopped, you know, and received that ticket, which I'm at that, I'm sure, I'm almost certain that at that point, when he received the ticket, when he received the infraction, he would see it as something which was negative, something that he didn't want, something that, that you know, that, that was um, disliked by him. But subhanAllah, it was actually, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because it is what held him up from getting onto the plane. And if he had been on that plane, he would have been in that plane crash. And who knows if he, had, if he would have survived or not. Allah knows best. So this is just a small example. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes uh, protects us or grants us blessings in disguise in ways that we are not able to see. Um, in this case, you know, a person, in some cases like this case, a person is able to find out very quickly, very soon that, oh, this was a blessing in disguise. Other times we may never find out if something was a blessing in disguise or not, that this should be our belief or, or rather what form of blessing, you know, uh, it was for us or how it was to be a blessing for us. But we should always believe that whatever, you know, comes from us, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, well, there will always be khair in it. There will always be some goodness in it and some hidden wisdom in it. So believe and place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He will always guide you to what is best. Expect that from Him. Expect that your Lord will protect you and will guide you and, and, and be grateful that Alhamdulillah Allah has made His decision and His wisdom about my matter apparent to me. He has protected me from unforeseen harm and He has granted me unforeseen benefit. This is an opportunity, an idea perhaps that has potential, a new approach, a new experience you know, that increases uh, me in gratefulness and opportunity to exert patience and that there will always be goodness in all situations. The Prophet wasallam said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, Ana inda abdi bi. SubhanAllah, I am just as my slave perceives me to be, meaning towards, towards me, towards the individual. And I am with him if he remembers me, if he remembers me in himself. If he remembers me in himself, I too remember him in myself. And if he remembers me in a group of people, I remember him in a group that is better than them. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, is always uh, protecting us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there for us. All we need to do is remember him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us much, much more. Whatever we do towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is of course so minute, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds in much, much greater ways to us. This is the mercy and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And regarding uh, you know, those who have made evil plots, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, They plan and Allah plans and Allah is the best of planners. So we should never give up hope. 
we should always have faith and trust in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the wisdom, the guidance, the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to recap, my brothers and sisters, uh, we should plan and we should try to make the best decision under every circumstance. So whether it's going back to school, which one you know you're going to choose, that decision has to be made for those in public school, um, you know, online learning, um, in school learning, any other decision that we need to make, try to make the best decision under every circumstance. Seek the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if things don't go the way you expected or you wanted, seek lessons and other opportunities that Allah has made that Allah might be directing towards you and be content with Allah's plan. Whatever it is, we are not aware of it, but whatever Allah's plan is, be content with it and take it as a blessing and always expect positivity and goodness from Allah's plan, even if it appears to be negative, even if it appears to be difficult, even if it is difficult and, and painful, even sometimes, you know, take it as something which is positive and something that is good, inshallah, there will be much khair and much goodness in it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always protect us from all types of harm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always guide us to the best decisions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always protect us from trials and tribulations and grant us the very best in this world and the, the best in the hereafter as well. Ameen. Wa akhra dawan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, those who are uh, registered for Salat al-Jum'ah, uh, you can come uh, to the uh, come at your allotted time to offer your, your Friday prayer and those uh, who are not will be uh, you can go ahead and offer four of the prayer at home subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa akhru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa